0: I remember going to seminary. I went in the early 1980s. I was a young man and married. So I went to school and I had a job to support my wife. What I do remember is that I worked at Sears. And Sears at the time was the number one largest store. It just was. It was bigger than Walmart. Walmart. When I worked there, I worked in sales and I worked in automotive. People would come in to buy batteries or tires or have their cars fixed. The other thing I remember where I worked, people had nicknames. My nickname was Barracuda. Because I worked sales and worked off a of commission, I always had goals that I set. Someone would drive up, and before they'd even walk in the door, I'd walk out the front door, meet them at the car, and make a sale. That's why they called me Barracuda. Other people had nicknames, too. But the one I remembered was Bill. Bill installed tires. He and two other guys would sit there all day long, and install tires on cars. And Bill was a seminary student also. His nickname, they called him the Holy Man. And I just remember being envious of that. Because Bill was holy. When you met him, he was holy. He didn't seemed to sin like I did. He didn't seem to have the thoughts like I did or the actions like I did. And people always say, who do I talk to? And they go, the holy man. You see, Bill understood something that I didn't at that time. I was in seminary, taking classes, learning the word of God, I even took Greek and Hebrew to have deeper understandings of the law and God. And I remember always being confronted by the law. And yet Bill didn't seem to have that problem. He was the holy man. When you receive Christ... He gives you his Holy Spirit. And what we'll see as we go through Romans 6 through 8 is how Paul defines the role of the law and the life in Christ. Because when you look at the law, it tells you and shows you what you are doing wrong. It makes you aware of your sin. But the written word doesn't have the power to cleanse you, to redeem you. It's in Jesus Christ. And Christ even said that he fulfilled the law. What is more important is your walk with Christ. Because Jesus will never lead you in paths of sin. He will use the law. He will use the word of God as you study it to convict your heart. But it is only Christ who can change your heart. The living God. I'm going to take three verses from chapter 8. Then we'll go back to the beginning of chapter 6. In chapter 8, verses 9 through 11, you need to take this and let it live in you. Paul writes, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now, this is the gift that God gives you when he visits with you. He shows you that you have sin, yet he comes to you with a gift of grace. And the gift is his very presence in your life. And when you walk intimately with God, you have holiness And that was the difference between the holy man and the barracuda. I knew the law, I knew the Word of God, but my relationship with Christ was shallow. It's in knowing Christ that you find forgiveness. It's in knowing Christ that you find His love and His redemption. So taking this into account that the gift that God gives you through His grace is His presence and His Holy Spirit. Listen to Romans 6 again. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. For how shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in the newness of of life. It's God, it's Jesus who renews you. Not the law, but Jesus. For if we've become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin for he who has died is freed from sin in order to have new life you must die. You must die to yourself. You must die to sin. You must die to this world. And we hang on to it. We hang on to it. And yet, when we die to ourselves, we become alive in Christ. Christ. When we die to our own desires, when we die to our sinful nature, we're redeemed by the very presence and life of Christ. The power that God used to raise Jesus Christ from the dead is the same power that dwells within you. When you die to yourself, is when you see righteousness and holiness because your eyes are opened to God. Chapter 8 again. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of God, he does not belong to him. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Walk by the Spirit today and you will be blessed with His presence and His power and His holiness and His righteousness. Walk with Christ and you will become the Holy Man. Father, take your child today and become intimate with them. Let them die today to soon. And then raise them from the dead to your righteousness, to your holiness, and guide them in paths of service to you, Father. Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for your love and your death and your resurrection. Resurrect your child today to a new life and the intimate knowledge of your Holy Spirit. Amen.